0: It's time to light up a cigar and talk about business and cars. Are you ready to get the insider edge and pick up a few ideas that you can incorporate into your business today? Your host, Brandon
1: Green, has
0: 25 plus years in the automotive industry with 10 plus years owning his own business. Together with a diverse lineup of guests from all industries, he's asking the right questions to get you the answers you seek. Welcome back to another episode of Business Cars and Cigars, and we are here this week with a uh, a good friend of mine, somebody uh, I got to meet in the rat rod world a few years ago, and I have been lucky enough to get involved with some other awesome things he's doing, and so I wanted to have him on and talk about talk about some of that stuff, so um, without going too much into it, I'll let him tell you uh, a lot more about it, but Mr. Roger Quast, how you doing, sir? Good, how are you tonight? I am doing fantastic, actually. <laughs> it's uh, It's been a long day, but uh, that's, that's okay. It's good.
1: Yep, that's all good. That's good. Every day is a long day. My boss asked me last week if I wanted to take a couple weeks off, and I said, sure. So <laughs> I'm going to try to get about 7,000 things done in a couple weeks and then uh, work for a few weeks and then try to take a couple more off to go up to the cabin to get some stuff done. But we've got a lot of deadlines this year. Um, and a lot of new stuff starting this year and that's, what's scaring me. So um,
0: is it stuff, up, like personal stuff or with work?
1: Well, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, basically personal stuff, work is work. Um, and I do five days a week. We do some side work, some things like that, but we kind of push the envelope and I don't know if you guys have heard of back to the fifties yet but it's probably the largest car show in the world. Somewhere between 10,500 and 11,500, pre-64, pretty much anything goes car show for three days at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds. Oh,
0: wow. I've heard of that show, but I have not, uh, not come up and seen that yet. I'll have to get with you and, well, screw that. Tell everybody right now what when it is and
1: what's going on. Well, and that's uh, the third week. It's always the third weekend in June. And this week, this year, it falls on the fourth weekend because June starts on a Thursday. Uh-huh. So Thursday, Friday um, is, is June 1, 2. So this year, it's actually the 23rd, 24th, and 25th. If you're bringing a car, you want to pre-register, you can look on the Back to the 50s MSRA, Back to the 50s Facebook page. And sure they've got an instagram i'm not really into that um and if you pre-register it's way cheaper than if you just think you're going to do it thursday morning or friday morning <laughs> before they close registration i mean way cheaper so I that will. gives you a car pass two people passes poster a mug you know a dash plaque your your usual car stuff so awesome um and it's I started going in 1999 and the only year we missed was 2020 and we don't need to talk about the C word, uh, because I'm over (laughs) it. Uh, so I had a perfect attendance going and it's first come first serve. And this year, finally, after three years of arguing, I rented two spots. So we're actually going to set up for wrenching for the future there.
0: Awesome. And, um, Before we go too far, a lot of my guests aren't going to know who you are and what you do and all that. And you want to give everybody kind of a little background who you are, what you do, kind of how you got into rat rods, how you got into wrenching for the future, and all that fun stuff?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I'll go back to when it started if you want. Uh, My name's Ray. Absolutely. I'm from Stillwater, Minnesota. I was born and raised here. I'm still living here. Um, My dad. owned a brand new 1966 and a half charger when they came out new and then some little squirt came along, which would be (laughs) me. So they sold the car and then he bought another one when I was about 13 and we pulled the motor. I mean, I didn't know nothing. I helped him pull the motor. We rebuilt the motor, put it back in. And then we just sold it about a year before about 2014 He passed away in 2015. So that was the start of auto mechanics for me was the 12, 13 range. So got into landscaping, uh, excavating dirt work for my whole life. I'm still doing it today. And then um, a good friend of ours down in Arizona passed away and we took two week vacation. So we were going down to the Rat City Ruckus for a week well, it takes a week to get there basically uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, three or four days to get down there, enjoy a couple days. And then on the way back, I just told Dylan, I said, let's build your car in a week and then we'll drive it into the car show on that Saturday. And, and we didn't know who was coming. We didn't know who was going to show up, but uh, it turned out to be uh, a pretty, pretty unbelievable deal. And then on the 26 or whatever, 24 hour ride home, my wife started brainstorming and then we started putting stuff together and letters together. And I always said, WTF, you know, that's, uh-huh. that's a, it's a guy thing. So somehow we came up with the WFTF and wrenching for the future, which is a hundred percent nonprofit organization and, We were supposed to build three vehicles in 2020, and that was Texas, Missouri, and Arizona, and then 2020 hit. So I think we ended up building Arizona in 21. I think we had one whole year off, and then we started. We built their second vehicle for the first vehicle for wrenching for the Future, the second vehicle that we've done in a week down in Arizona. So um and then finally finally got the ranking out of the way the the holy grail is what i've been calling it for <laughs> so long.
0: that one was a, a hell of a lot of fun i really appreciate you allowed me to come in and see what you guys do i know i wasn't a whole lot of help but i i wanted to get in and not get in anybody's way but i wanted to see how it was worked and where i might be beneficial in the future so it was it was a really awesome thing to see um how did you get into rat rods let's let's Go there. You you kind of okay. got into the mechanic stuff, but we're broad, buddy. So I, yeah. I got to know this story.
1: So I'm gonna. I might botch a couple of years, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna try to do my best. So I'm trying to figure out what my first vehicle was like. A 1950 Chevy truck, because my buddy Joe had a 1950 Chevy truck that uh, a Northwest Airlines mechanic built. And he dipped it in the plain paint tanks. So it was it was red everywhere. I mean, every nook, every cranny, everything. And I'm like, you know what? And then he took like two feet out of the box. So it was a real shorty. So I found a truck, bought a Camaro from Joe actually, because it was a 72 split bumper, but it was rusted gone. Did the subframe for the first time. And I'm not calling this one the rat rod yet, but I think yeah. this is where I really kind of fell in love with vehicles. Had it about three quarters of the way done. And then my buddy Joe says, I'm gonna sell my 55 Bel Air. Well, to me, that's still the holy grail car in the world. There's just something about a 55 Chevy, man. So I bought that in 1990, I wanna say eight or nine. Got it running, went to back to the fifties for the first year. And then another buddy of mine went and bought a 50 Chevy. And he goes, you know what? There's this fuel truck sitting alongside this guy's garage. He said, you should go look at it. So he gave me his number. I called him, talked to him a little bit. Didn't think nothing of it. About a year goes by. And I find this number. And I'm like, I'm going to call this guy. Yeah, it's still sitting there. I said, all right, I'll come over and get it. Look at it at least. It was a 1940 Chevy fuel oil truck. And that was the the first what I considered a rat rod. I mean, it's just an original patina um, Camaro sub uh, subframe, Camaro rear end, small block Chevy, and we've been driving it since two thousand, late two thousand, early two thousand one, and haven't done a thing to it since. And I could drive out there, grab it right now, and come see you.
0: Yeah, I've, I've actually. I got to sit in uh, in there when you did a burnout here at uh, Jimmy's well, show. Oh, that
1: was the 46. You probably oh, haven't okay. seen the 40 yet. So okay. The 40 is twice the size, maybe one and a half times the size of the 46. Okay. So that's all blue and orange. Uh, still got most of all the original paint from back in the day. And I never thought it was hot roddy enough to take it to like a car show other than my local stuff so that's when we decided my buddy found a tank half the size and says you know what you need to build the the mini me of the big one so <laughs> that's the one that everybody knows me by is that truck but okay. nobody, a lot of people don't know about the 40 which is kind of my baby in the corner
0: <laughs> got it well you got to bring it down man
1: yeah no i it eventually, I think what I'd love to do is when I get the White Superpower back on the road, um, put both of them on a trailer and and come to some show with it. And it's Plain Jane stock 350. I mean, you have to have four guys lift the back end up and do a burnout with this thing because <laughs> it's just a good driving, running truck, and that's yep. it. Then that- the horde started after that.
0: <laughs> well, you you got your boys into all this and stuff too, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, um, so let's Jake's, Jake's into it huge. Kyle really doesn't consider himself a rat rodder, more of kind of a, and I would say he's more of a hot rodder. He's got a 53 Chevy Bel Air, all original patina, but he's, he's putting bags under it and slamming it to the ground. And he's kind of going a different route than what a rat rodder would do. All right. So and then uh, my youngest uh, he's got actually a 51 chevy super deluxe and a 37 chevy truck but then he started having babies Uh so everything he's doing is put on hold right now and i'm not sure he drives all my stuff we we got all of our insurances with all of our names on it so we're all legal to drive everything
0: well that's the way to do it get it get it go out and have some family fun if you want
1: Exactly, you know. Which is I, everybody? Let's go. We'll grab all five of them, and we'll just go.
0: Which, let's face it, that's kind of what this community is about. Well, it is. It is absolutely.
1: You know, and that's all blood family. I mean, you guys are all brothers. You know, and from other states, and which is another whole story in its own that a guy could go down. You know, I mean, it's just amazing.
0: Oh yeah, we've uh, we, uh, I gotta give. Uh, I always give Jim, and I give. Um, my friend, Justin, Rob, I always give them credit for getting me in and around all you guys. Cause uh yeah, I got a whole, whole nother family of choice, so to speak, uh, another group I hang with. That's kind of what they, they like to say, but it's a family of choice. You know, we decide to be friends and hang out and do shit and j- hell just have fun, you know? Yeah. And it's uh, a, yeah. it's a hell of a good time.
1: <laughs> yeah. I and mean, I met Justin through you and Justin, he's awesome. I, I mean, he's another guy. He's just, if we're finding the people that other people don't know about, it's kind of, I mean, is that a good way of saying it? We're, yeah, like it's, we're, we're finding people that belong with our, our type of people. And, you know, we're not finding the, the strays very often and stuff. It's like, everybody kind of clicks when they get together.
0: Yep, absolutely. It's uh, we have the same, uh same values, you know, we have the same, Thoughts and principles, and whatever we all get along
1: exactly.
0: So, let's talk Richie for the future. You kind of gave us a little rundown on that, on kind of how it got started. Um, what does that really entail, and the whole rundown of really what you guys do with that, and um, the future plans and all that fun stuff.
1: Okay, so nine, I would say right now, 95% of wrenching for the future is to get awareness to kids that. There is other options in life than becoming a lawyer, a doctor, and, you know, the whole mumbo-jumbo thing. And I love that. <laughs> I mean, right now, that's our biggest thing. You know, we, we, 75% of the money that, that we've done with this has been our money putting into it to get it going and to keep it going and trying to get the word out. Um, now, I would say, you know, let's call 5% is we're going to schools and building a rat rod in a week. And yep. there's nobody in the world doing that. I mean there's nobody we i mean the the build we just did down in St. Louis still floors me for the reason that we impressed teachers, instructors that that have been doing this their whole life, and they wouldn't have fathomed for one minute on what we were putting together <laughs> and what we did in four and a half days and that blew the tires up. You know yeah. And I, th-
0: I think the biggest thing I got out of that, and this is something, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I'll let you continue in a sec, but all the kids and everybody around, I went in and I went in and the restroom after we were done or after, you know, the whole burnout and all that. And there was kids in there just giggling, talking about, I've never seen an old truck do that. Never. S- they had no idea that this was possible. And exactly. great- bringing that to them and showing them some of what is possible is um, I mean, that, that literally was the part that sold me on the whole thing.
1: That yeah, was it. Exactly. I mean, just, I, I mean, I haven't even done my thank you speech on live or anything like that yet. Cause it's still, it's still kind of surreal that, did that, that, that really just happen? Did we just <laughs> do what we did with the the people that we brought in and the kids? I mean, there was, there was 25 kids out of the hundred and some kids we had that are going to go somewhere. Oh yeah. I mean, they are going to go somewhere. And, and even, even besides the teachers whispering, you know, you hear the kids whispering, is this thing going to go down the road? You know, is how is this thing going to go down the road? And, you know, and I wish it would have been summer and I wish everybody would have drove their vehicles there and it would have been awesome. I mean, could you imagine the look on these people's faces with, 10 rat rods sitting in the parking lot.
0: I ain't going to lie. I about drove mine down uh, that last day, but I wasn't sure if that, because nobody else had theirs, I wasn't sure if I was supposed to or not. Oh
1: man. Yeah. We would, that would have been awesome. That would have been great. And I thought about uh, throwing one on the trailer and bringing it with, but then Jake's truck went down. So I took the suburban and threw just a single car trailer on it. And I had to bring a deliver a truck down there also. So I ran another truck down to CJ. Well, if I'd have known, I'd uh,
0: ran the uh, the dooley over there. I yeah. I just wasn't sure what I was – well, like I said, I was learning on how you guys <laughs> like to do things. So, will Thanks. we do another one in St. Louis? Because, let's face it, we're going to do that at some point.
1: Oh, yeah. They've already asked. They've already <laughs> asked. And I ain't going to tell you what they asked me to build because I already told them no. And, uh, <laughs> I talked with, talk with a few other guys, and they're like, You know, we're kind of against that in life, you know. Why would we why would we do that? And I said, I don't think we can. And I just we just can't do that. You know, it's just it would be it would just be wrong for what we stand for. Right. Got it. That's
0: uh that's not our thing.
1: Yeah. So back on the wrenching for the future. I mean, that's our main goal right now. My future goal is as things happen. Um, I'd like to just start, I want to set up a trailer and I don't know if it's going to be a semi trailer yet or, you know, just a large uh, enclosed trailer and have a bunch of tools set up, start getting hold of schools, you know, and just maybe take a week and just go to 10 different schools, 15 different schools, and line it up where the kids can come out and try some of these tools, because the only way Shop classes are almost gone, yep, and I have been hearing some rumors that there are schools that are talking about it, so we do kind of get some of that rumor vibe going around. Um, that's where I learned 90% of my stuff was at shop in high school. Yep, well, I mean, how to weld uh, the teacher, the, the other teachers would bring in, Oh, I need some stakes made with washers welded on the end of them, or you know, just simple, dumb stuff, and yep, that's what we learned. I, I learned
0: an FFA and you know yeah. learn how to put two pieces of metal together and hopefully it holds. You know, that's yeah. what we were doing at the time. But you know, over time you figure out how to make it look halfway decent. Another
1: sometimes. lost art is home Yeah. I mean, uh, if it wasn't for home act, I wouldn't know how to cook a damn egg. <laughs> I mean, I still remember her name, Mrs. Mrs. Mooney was her name. And she goes, the first thing you do is you take the top off the pepper, because if you don't have a lot of pepper on an egg, it tastes like shit, you know, (laughs) so I've been hooked on pepper since that day, and I put it on every I love it, you know, (laughs) that's another dying art, you learn how to sew, you learn how to cook a little, you know, your basic cooking and absolutely 100% we need to get this all needs to come back because at the rate this is going, this world's gonna fail. I'm sorry. There ain't gonna be not left in about twenty five years as people are gonna be not know how to do anything.
0: And I agree. I in my industry, I mean, you know, I do car stereos and stuff like that. Um, Where it's harder and harder and harder to find somebody that is capable or even wants to learn how to work on a car. You know, um, let alone getting into the mechanics and the other stuff that that you guys get into, which. I mean, you've heard me say a hundred times, I'm no, I'm no fucking mechanic, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, I, I wire shit, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's really hard. And I think there's a whole lot of opportunity in all this to really get some kids involved and show them some really cool things, which is one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on and hopefully get the word out a little bit on um, what's possible with some of this and what you're doing. Cause yeah, it's like you said, it's all this stuff is becoming a lost art and how to just survive a daily life. I mean, yes. <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah,
1: things you're going to need for the rest of the world's existence mechanics, fabricators, welders, electricians. I mean, things that you cannot live without. I mean, things that need to happen. And that is to find a group of guys that can put all of their talents together. And I mean, when Jake did that four-link setup, the teachers were just dumbfounded that this thing was going to go down the road. <laughs> I mean, they had no idea on a triangulated, they're like, well, where's the panar bar? Well, you don't need one if it's triangulated because the triangle bars are holding the rear end where it's supposed to be. And and they were just just dumbfounded, just welding some brackets in and, and getting it straight, you know, and they're using lasers on all the stuff they're the, doing today. Jake's using one tape measure, you know, yep. not two tape, one tape measure going from the original rivet in a frame to what he's doing and then going to the other side of the frame to the original rivet and getting stuff square. And they're supposed to let me know how close we are when they put that thing on the... The alignment rack
0: yeah i'm really curious because uh i mean let's face it we measured i know we were doing a lot of measurements and stuff before we set a lot of that body and everything together and i think everybody was saying it's probably closer than what's factory
1: <laughs> well and it probably is it probably will be and you know the toe and stuff like that i mean that stuff they got well yeah guess. we just guessed by looking at that but i just it, it probably from, from a 37 truck. Yes. It'll probably be closer than what it would come out of the factory.
0: Just so everybody knows that's listening. What was really, what really went into that whole, um, uh, subframe setup.
1: So let's just start at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. A, yeah. This is the best part. You know, my buddy found a 1937 Dodge pickup in a field in, uh, I want to say uh Ludell, Kansas. You've probably never heard of that. Um, delivered it down to Jim Davis's excavating shop a few years ago. And it sat there for a few years because we were trying to get this going. Uh-huh. So then we finally get it to the school. Uh, Chet donated uh, a 1974 Camaro subframe. And he had a 1970s Camaro rear end. And the teachers, even the students, were like, well, how are we going to do this? You know? <laughs> and well, this is the way I was taught from a local buddy here back in the day when that was pretty much your cheapest or only option that we had. You'd buy a $50 rear steer subframe and you made it fit. If you had yeah. to narrow it or if you had to widen it or whatever you had to do, you made it work. And that's where the brains of the fabrication is a is a lost art, I believe. And kids need to need to get back into this and start making, even if it's trinkets or trophies or start figuring shit out. Yeah. Figure it out yourself. You know, yep. I mean, us guys ain't gonna be doing this forever. And when we're gone, I'm, I'm sad to say there's going to be a, a 1% of when all of what we're doing. I mean, even from us, little guys, all the way up to chip foos, you know, more names than I do, but all the big guys that have been doing this for as, as long as, as I've been a kid, them guys are dying off, man. Yes. They're dying off.
0: Yeah. Um, So anyway, back to the the subframe and how this was all married together and all that. Let's go into that a little bit more. I mean, basically, yeah, cut off the front of this. Basically,
1: a Camaro front end is way too wide for a 37 Dodge. A 37 Dodge is a very narrow truck. So uh, Jake and Chet and some kids took three inches out of the center of the crossmember, Put it back together, welded it up, fish plated it. Once again, using one tape measure, you know, from a body rivet to a piece of metal or a body rivet to a ball joint or whatever, however you want to call it. Back yep. and forth, back and forth, getting it square. Now, now we're, we're almost close enough to get it to to line up with the frame. Start fish plating the frame, figure out where your height is. Uh, throw the front clip on, look at your height. No, I don't like it. Take it back off. lower this, raise that, you know? And and I'm still dumbfounded that we did 99% of that truck without putting it on a lift. <laughs> I'm still to this. I And Jake yeah. even said something too. Jake's like, we never put that thing on the lift. And no. I said, how, how, how did we do this almost 95% complete? And I would say we were 95% complete. some cosmetics and a couple things the teacher wanted to change because a header on one side and exhaust manifold on the other side wasn't up to his ocd standards (laughs) which is whatever that's fine but never got the glass they're going to put all new glass in it um but yeah back to the front clip you know start start fish plating it back in and you're never going to see it even up for underneath all you're going to see is one style of frame to another style of frame but it's all fish plated in it's probably just as square if not square than stock and now you have independent front suspension with the uh, disc brakes and we made our own motor mounts and our own tranny mount and and everything so yeah uh, and Bokai, uh
0: floor pan i mean everything was was done on that truck and literally four and a half days and it blew a brand new set of tires up out in the parking lot. It was awesome.
1: Yeah. Now that we were told, or at least Jake was told once Bob heard that Jake was driving it, he took Jake out, showed him where he wanted to do the burnout and said, you know, you can squeak the tires here a couple of times and that should be pretty good. And well, (laughs) Jake walked by me and said he wants me to squeak the tires. I said, blow them off. Like we're yeah. we're going to do, do what we do. I mean, there's just, yeah, we're going to do what we do. So we blew them off. And I think everybody was impressed and nobody was but hurt. Maybe the president, I'm not sure, but, um, be the all right. kids faces that was priceless.
0: Yeah. And that's the whole reason for doing it. Um, you know, get these guys excited and want to like, Oh, I've, I've seen this done. I know I can be done. So how can I, Be a part of this. How can I do it?
1: And I definitely want to tell people that are listening that probably don't know who we are or what we do. Just go on the page and watch that video. And I'm going to tell it. I'm not an LS guy. I'm a carburetor guy, or I'm a diesel guy. I'm not. I'm not a new fancy person uh, in that type. So uh, I'm just learning the diesel side of it right now because everything I did my whole life was a small one. Everything, right? Easy, cheap, and you can find them. Well, they're getting harder to find, but you can pretty much find them everywhere. So if you watch that video and you watch it closely, that thing sounded like it was going to die a couple times. And Bob was in there trying to adjust the computer on his little handheld deal as this was going on because we found out like 10 minutes before it was going out that something was wrong with the computer, which doesn't tell me nothing because <laughs> a computer's a computer either works or it don't. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It's like yeah. a motor. It's a starter or a don't start. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's either you can turn it on or you can't. So about three quarters of the way through that video. And if you listen to that exhaust, it sounds, and I was standing right next to you, there was three foot flames coming out of them headers <laughs> yes. it, it, it was misfiring it was it was snorting it was struggling and jake didn't know what to do so he lifted and put the thing back to the floor well bob thinks in that short period of a time that it was learning what was going on and then for the last quarter of that burnout i mean that thing was like a sewing machine
0: no oh, yeah it just it just lit him up after that
1: Oh and the the sound of the exhaust was just crisp and clear like you're running a weld. I mean just perfectly crisp and clear and I'm just like that's technology right there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I again, I'm no mechanic and I especially don't know some of that uh tuning stuff with what we deal with uh, it's a little bit different. Um obviously dealing with some of the uh convenience features, so to speak (laughs) some of that fun stuff we get we're able to make that work but um what these guys do with some of that tuning stuff is really cool but it's way beyond my pay grade
1: so exactly exactly if you can change that many like it was on the dyno for like three days and this guy was changing like one click at a time trying to get this thing to do more and more and more and more and it ended up at 409 409 horsepower which I mean you couldn't do that with a small buck you know you're going to pull the heads off you're going to do just something with a different cam you're going to do different lifters a different intake a different carburetor I mean and you're getting into the big stuff under that if you want to even go bigger but these guys are running a 250 to 450 range on just some some tuning and it's just, just phone. I mean, it just it's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty amazing what uh, what some of that stuff does for sure. Cause uh, again, I, I don't know anything about it. Um, it's probably better that way because otherwise I'd break something. But, um, <laughs> uh, just seeing that whole build come together, everybody come together. This, like you said, the students, they were especially. There's definitely a select few that really jumped in, but all of them were learning. They were there. They were trying to um, even the late night class. They were at least trying to learn how to weld, trying to do something. Most of them, not all of them, but most of them, you know, were there and wanting part of it, wanting to learn. And I, I just thought that was so cool.
1: Yeah. Now the the that night class we had the one night they were hilarious. Um, <laughs> I'm like Bill anything they want to do or learn or do we want to work on a truck. And he goes, they all want to learn how to weld. Oh, and we had a, we were just having a field day with them guys. And they were all more of a, I would say they were in their maybe middle to late twenties, maybe a couple, maybe 30 year old guys that were in there. Definitely. Never welded before in their life. And by the time they were leaving, they, I wouldn't say they were stacking dimes, but they were running some beads, man. They were, they were actually, they were loving it and and the next morning bill said you you made these guys this year I and mean, <laughs> they they loved that uh, that was that was unbelievable so it's it's not always all about the kids it's about teaching adults too you want to learn a little bit maybe more than what what you know and where are you going to learn it when we're doing this stuff exactly you know, that, that's the time is is get guys out of their normal routine and teach them one new thing If you teach them one new thing each time, pretty soon you're you're you can do what we can do. I mean, you can start from nothing and end up with a running truck in four and a half days.
0: Yeah, (laughs) you you may need a few guys to make that happen, but yes, you can definitely make it happen. I've seen it done.
1: And lack of sleep. I mean, if it wasn't for them, to well, the one night we were there to what nine nine thirty. And then yeah. the other night, I think we were there till 10 10, maybe. Yeah. It was about ten fifteen. He finally kicked us out, but we wanted that thing to run that night. And it just, it wasn't, wasn't going, it wasn't doing what it was supposed to well,
0: do. It ran for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't really run. I mean, it was getting there, but
1: it was getting there, but I don't know if I, it, it started, let's say that. I don't know. And there you go. That's the right
0: word. It started. <laughs> and then it, it needed a little more uh, TLC.
1: Yeah, and then them guys the next morning. I mean, there was a half a dozen guys on that thing for the whole four four and a half hours, where we were trying to get everything else done just to do this. And the yep. instructors were in there with their hands in there and getting some water in that thing. And oh man,
0: yeah, it was uh, it was awesome. It was it really was. So, what do you got coming up uh, in the future for wrenching uh, for the future? What's uh, what's the plans next?
1: So, Rankin is going to finish a few things on the truck. Um, and I'm going to pick it up. I think, uh, what's Chet show, the 13th and the 14th of May? I believe so. Yep. So, I think that Thursday, uh, I'm going to head down to CJ's, spend the night, pick the truck up Friday morning, head down to Chet's. And be able to drive it around the track a little bit, show the track off, and start the raffle for it there. Awesome. And then been kind of talking with Nick a little bit. I don't know if we've got time. He thought about maybe bringing it home, and that's where it came from. It's really the truck is actually from Wichita, Kansas, originally because you can read on the door. But the next next car show. Uh, which is the early rod run in um, Atwood, Kansas, the following weekend. Really nice show. Actually, it's a really nice show. Uh, more hot rods, but Nick's been trying to get more of us chuckleheads out there to, <laughs> to show the rat rod scene a little bit more. But it's a 12-hour drive from here. It's a long day, you know. Um, maybe the truck will be going there, and then – Three weeks after that, we have back to the 50s, which is, like I said, the 23rd, 24th, and 25th of June. Wrenching for the Future actually rented two spots. You know, it's big enough for a couple semi-trailers. It's like, I think it's 25 by 50, I think is... Oh, wow, nice. Yeah, what we rented. Um, And the merge truck's going to be there. That's actually... I'm going to get that. I'm going to get as far as I can on that next week. Awesome. And then, uh, my my semi is supposed to be uh, get going here pretty soon because I want that out there. Uh buddy of mine, Jeffrey Jarzinski, has got a couple semis that we're going to bring out there because nobody's ever brought really semis to back to the 50s, but Jake's big beast. And that hasn't even been there in a few years. So um, we're going to kind of introduce some new stuff to some uh, some some hot rod folks. Awesome. Which will probably, we're going to hurt some feelings. <laughs> um, we might get some old guys excited to see stuff that maybe they drew when they were back younger, you know? Yep. Everything, like I said, is pre-64, so I know we're going to have a 52 white, um, a 60, oh, what is it, 62 Kenworth. And then Jeffrey J. might be bringing his, like, uh, early chain drive Sterling that he just bought. That's actually got paint on it. It's kind of shiny. So, you know, we won't piss too many people off with too much rust out there. (laughs) Well, (laughs) if I can possibly make it
0: happen, I'll come up and help you uh, hurt some feelings.
1: It would be awesome. Um, (laughs) Like I said, I'm 20 minutes away. Um, I think CJ is really going to try to, and Chet's really going to try to this year. They're not bringing cars. Um, well, maybe I not-
0: can, maybe I can convince uh, one of them if I uh, go down and grab Chet's long trailer.
1: We could bring a couple up. I just I need to know by uh, probably next week because I'm going to start pre-register. So I pre-register a bunch of my buddies' cars uh, okay. just because it's, it's easier for me to do it.
0: Yeah. Well, well
1: yeah. if you want to chew the fat a little bit with uh, one of them guys, I mean, if they want to take it to that level and bring a car, uh, I would say your first year, just come and see what it's about. Okay. Because uh, you will get your butt kicked. That's I'm okay with that. <laughs> you will. There's, I um, will get so many passes to get in, but for like a, your vehicle, you'd probably have to park on the side of the road at about one, two o'clock in the morning and try to get some sleep and then be let into another parking lot at six. And then they start letting people in where I'm going to have a vendor pass this year. This is going to be 100% new to me. I can go in anytime I want, get everything set up, get everything going, but I can't get like 10 vendor passes. That's well no, no,
0: no, they no. keep
1: you limited. I mean, I, I could take over the whole block if they'd let me and have <laughs> one neutral rat rod area. And I mean, and that's, that's a goal in about the next 10 years is slowly. We'll make that happen. Yeah. Slowly take over this block. Jimmy smooth came a couple of years ago and he says, I'll never do it again with a car. He said, <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's, it is a long weekend when you've never done it because you don't know the roads, you don't know where to go. You have to be behind someone, you gotta stay with them. And this year I'm gonna drive by all my buddies at about 5.30, give them the bird, cause they'll <laughs> just be getting up. And I'm gonna pull right into the gate and my truck will already be parking where I want it for when everybody gets let in. So this is gonna be a little bit of a treat this year.
0: Awesome. So uh, are you looking at doing another build with uh, Richie for the future?
1: yep uh kansas uh let's see where they western tech out of uh goodland kansas has already contacted me um they want to do one next school year awesome and then rankin wants to do another one so
0: well anything i can definitely do to help i uh you know i'm in i i love it and i love what you're doing um if somebody wanted to help out with this where would they uh where would they find you where would Where would be the best place to uh, help donate, help, uh, help out this cause?
1: We have a Facebook page and there's a donate button on it. We have wrenchingforthefuture.com, which is a website that has a donate button on it. Uh, Erin just started a YouTube page um, and she's trying to post everything we do on that also just to try you know, some people like this, some people like that. Some people do this, some people do that, you know? Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of like a rat rodder. we just a little bit of everything. <laughs> well, so, yeah,
0: absolutely. You got to hit everything you can.
1: Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, our info at wrenchingforthefuture.com is our email. Um, after the build, it was just amazing to see the people ask the questions and pour in and, you know, what can we do on the next one or what What do you need And I know one thing, even though we were at probably one of the best schools we'll ever go to in our life, I'm going to set up my own enclosed trailer with our own tools. Uh Because 99% of what they work on down there is metric. 99% of what we work on is not. Yeah, Yeah. it is not. (laughs) its not Yeah. has gone. And the tranny was the only two things out of that whole truck that had metric on it. Everything else was standard. I'm trying <laughs> to find a set of standard wrenches in a school. So I'm a, I've already reached out to a couple places. Uh, I'm just trying to, you know, that this, that's where I like these podcasts or the Facebook page or whatever is. We reach different people that we normally wouldn't because they've never heard of us. Look at it yep. right around back in the day. They were a flea on a dog's ass compared to how many people are in this world. And (laughs) they advertised everywhere. You know, we're, we're still not even reaching a majority of the population we're trying to reach. We're still new. We're still, we're still underground. If you want to say.
0: Even the rat rod world, not everybody knows who you are. I mean, let's be honest.
1: So, I mean, we get that question every show, everywhere we go, what the hell's a rat rod? You know? (laughs) So um, well, like set up an enclosed trailer, two sets of American wrenches, two sets of, American <laughs> rabbits, two sets of this, two sets of that. So when we get those uh, to a build, we can unload and have our little section with our own tools, and and that's what I'm working on right now.
0: I think that would be awesome. I think I want to be sure and mention just so everybody is aware, this is wrenching for the future is a complete 501c3 nonprofit organization. This is uh. legit, 100% nonprofit, you know, charity event that you can donate to. It is tax deductible as far, you know, all that fun stuff. But this is literally there to help kids learn some of the skills and some different things that they don't get the opportunity in everyday life, especially in like downtown St. Louis, like where we are at, you know, um, getting getting them to learn some of these things so there's definitely a whole lot of benefit to um helping some of this out and of course it's you know it's for the kids that's what we all do it for and for the future
1: exactly for the future Uh, because they're going to need some help that's for sure
0: yeah yeah and uh you know when i was young i was like you know all this stuff's gonna just last forever and whatever and
1: turns out (laughs) it's not (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> who would have ever thought it would have went this way man i mean really stop yeah. and think about it. who would have ever thought in a million years we were going down this route where people don't want to work huh. but here we, we are. are and here we are we're there and i thought i would never see it in my lifetime more or less my kids maybe but yeah we're there we're there but we did touch i mean a good group of kids that were amazing that I know are already trying to figure out how they're going to do something or what they're going to do. And that was, that was the best part.
0: Yes, absolutely. I mean, I loved hanging out with all you guys. I mean, all my brothers, everybody I know there, but at the end of the day, if I could go and do that by myself, hundred percent worth it. You know, it was, it was just
1: awesome. It was great. It was great. And we, I mean I walked around for the last 4 hours thanking people. I think I thanked the same person 13 times I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I mean I was just I was tired, I was worn out. It was a long week, but you know what? It was worth it at the end and then uh uh that Alex, he he made his own little video and thanked us on on the page and you know that's that's the stuff where you know you've really touched something when they go above and beyond do a little video or something and then share it to us and tag us in it. And, and I know we touched him and he, for the last two days, that sucker laid on his back underneath that truck, doing everything underneath. And mm-hmm. he didn't want a creeper. He didn't, he goes, I'm just happy to be here. You know? <laughs> so that's, that's worth it right there. That's worth that it hits
0: right. you in the fields right there. Oh sure. yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. No, I was just gonna, I didn't even know where I was going.
0: <laughs> well i, I just want to say we're we're coming up on close to an hour i don't want to keep you all died i know you've been under the weather a little bit like i have buddy and uh you uh get up way earlier than i do
1: <laughs> i'm like hey i'm laid off for a couple of weeks
0: well that's true that's
1: true you can but, uh but in my case i probably still do get up earlier than you do when i'm laid off
0: <laughs> oh fuck yeah you do we all know better than that <laughs> crystal's gonna hear this and be like oh yeah definitely
1: yeah yeah, but five, man, five o'clock and I have nothing to do but wake up and brew some coffee.
0: That's that's perfectly OK. You get up, get, get you some uh, caffeine and get rolling.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, man, I, I thank you very much, number one, for coming on and taking the time to do this. But more more importantly, for what you're doing with this wrenching for the future, I'm honored to have been able to be a part of it and i hope to be a part of it again in the in the future <laughs> uh <laughs> you know but no it's um it's really really awesome um it really got my wheels thinking about some things that maybe i could do for not only with helping you and what you do but also you know my industry and um thinking about you know what could be done for the future of what what i'm doing and so i am i am extremely grateful for for all that and Uh, lighting a fire under my ass to be honest with you
1: absolutely brother that's what it's about is getting every now you know everybody that was there now they're excited to get home and get their stuff going because what season is it it's it's car season it's 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 time to go
0: yeah it's coming up i mean chip very soon we we, we get rolling as soon as this warm here in st louis we'll have car shows and cruises and different shit happening so yeah it's here we go another Um, year
1: we got got one more snowstorm i think coming towards the end of the week weird um i just blew uh took my bobcat blew two two and a half feet out of the front yard today because i learned a trick a long time ago if there's only two inches on your front yard as soon as it hits 50 it's gone when you got two feet there yeah, we've had snow till June in some areas, so <laughs> I yeah. take it on over and I push it all to one side of the yard and let it melt over there, I don't care. I just want my front yard dry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we don't get that down here very often, if ever. So you you guys up there in Minnesota, you, ain't, you don't fuck around with the snow.
1: No, no. no. <laughs> it's been a good year for it, thank God, because there's been a lot of businesses that that we're really struggling the last few years because we kind of get get, get juke there a little bit uh the last uh, handful of years. And they ain't complaining this year. <laughs> There's plenty yeah, we, of it still coming.
0: Yeah, we haven't had anything really this year. I think I've iced or uh uh salted for ice once. And I think I plowed once. I we haven't had to do really much of anything this year, which is it's a good thing in some aspects, um, keep everything going, but also it's kind of like, like we do remote starts, for example, we haven't had in really a whole lot of remote start sales. So is isn't cold enough. Yeah. We go and do something else and it's fine. You know, it is what it is. We got supply for the rest of the <laughs> spring, summer, whatever. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a different year for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely has, but it's, it's car season. It's time to get going.
0: That's yes, it. All right, man. I'm going to let you go. We're going to end this one and uh definitely as uh, Richie for the future does more, I want you to come back and tell us more about what's going on. Let's keep getting this out there. I think it's a fabulous cause and I'm happy to uh be involved with you and do what I can to help support it.
1: Absolutely. And we thank you guys more than, you know, and, and we'll show it somehow, some way, someday, but, uh right now thank yous is all you're getting or hugs or maybe a kiss on the cheek or something <laughs> i'm happy with just hanging out and having a beer buddy yeah absolutely now that was that was probably the most relaxing at night when it was just a group of us even though it was loud in that restaurant it's still you got to focus on a small group and just kind of enjoyed it and stepped away that's yep. the best part of just hanging out with you guys
0: yep i agree it was it was awesome to build a just chill out with a a few buddies and have a beer and reminisce about what, uh, what got done that day.
1: Yeah. And what needed to be done the next day.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Touche. So, um, anyway, we're going to knock this one off, but, um, definitely anybody listening, go check out wrenching for the future, wrenching for the future.com wrenching for the future on Facebook. Um, and, uh, if if there's a a way you can support, this is a one hell of a good cause. Teaching some kids how to uh, continue these uh, skills and trades and everything into into the the next generation. So and uh, my man right here is the ma- man that made it happen. So thank you, buddy.
1: All right, you're very very welcome. And we're gonna see you real soon because chats is coming up.
0: Yes, sir. Worst case scenario, <laughs> I'll see you in May.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: All right, buddy. Well, you have a wonderful evening, sir, and I hope, uh, hope you get to feeling better.
1: You too. Thank you, and we'll talk soon.
0: Thank you for tuning into the Business Cars and Cigars podcast. Make sure to share this with someone you know that can benefit from this content. Remember to support this show by rating, reviewing, and subscribing.